Which, I mean, I get it, because it's like a saying, you know? You'll hack her. Mm. Welcome back to the podcast. That's it, I fucking quit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Alright, let me sit. Yes, please. Let me shit. Welcome back, everyone. I feel the need... Well, hold on. We have Jakari on again with us today. Can you just go ahead and uh, say how great my dad is, please? Oh, where do I begin? Um, Chris's dad... AKA my hero, my savior, my everything, first of all. You're just so wonderful. And I'm so glad to call you my dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good old B Rye. Yeah, my father called me yesterday and said that he's been listening to the podcast. So, hi, dad. I just spit all over myself. Uh, it's I, a family affair. Well, hold on. Um, Wrong choice of words. My bad. Listening to the podcast is a family affair, yes. Me spitting on myself, however, is not. <laughs> uh, but hello, Father. I hope that um, you're enjoying our podcast. And I'm very sorry for how inappropriate we are at times. But we're all adults here. We are an explicit podcast. Anyway. You should have read the content warning. Yeah. Look at our CD. It says parental advisories. Parent and you're a parent, so you're advised. Um, <laughs> but... I feel, which I don't know if it's just a me thing, but I feel the need to say sorry for last week's podcast episode. It was a little, a little stinky. It was a dumpster fire. We have come to realize that as for right now, two additional guests on the episode is way too much. Doesn't mean we're like opposed to it. No, but, but we're go we got to figure some stuff out first. I had this idea. Yeah. We obviously can't afford it because we're broke young adults in our but 20s. you know when we get there um but but the idea is game show format yeah we, we get chairs the chairs light up uh-huh wait we can invent this hold on we can invent this and save ourselves money if we just know someone that's smart enough to do it uh-huh so we each get chairs right we set them up kind of like how we're sitting seated right now <laughs> couldn't speak there for a second put so so chair right you know, mm -hmm. like a game show, like in Jeopardy, it lights up when they buzz in. Yeah. Well, I think it should be like audio. So when we talk, it'll light up and that kind of like gives everyone else the heads up like, hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Mm. Well, I just feel like we need to figure right. out a system. Well, that's my system. Yeah. But it requires a lot of work. What if we just all hold flashlights and shine them in each other's faces when we interrupt each other? Then I'm going to feel like I'm experiencing a DUI. Or the magic conch from that book. It's not a magic I combined Spongebob and what's that book about the, the boys who get stranded on an island and they use a conch shell? Oh, the pigs. Nope. I'll, I'll, a, I, no. Isle of... It's not Isle. What is it? Lost Boys? What is it? No. Uh, the Isle of Man. Book the Isle about of no, kids on an island. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Uh, Lord of the Flies. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite books of all time, and I feel like maybe me not remembering the title of the book Make says otherwise, mm -hmm. but it really is one of my favorite books. Jakari, I'm so glad you're here with us. Yes. I think I'm glad to be here. I love when you're on the podcast with us. Oh, I'm glad that y'all decided to have me on for one last time. Not last. <laughs> That's right, you're fired after today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually have kind of a direction that I would like the podcast to go in today. Left. Yeah. Um, we are gonna just like discuss things like normal, like we always do, yeah, but since it is Pride Month and you guys are going to your first Pride event this weekend, 
technically when this podcast gets released it will be the past weekend the weekend that we just went through but we record these episodes a week in advance you guys are going to your first pride event i have some questions some conversation questions that i want to ask you guys and also answer myself oh i'm here for this yeah, yeah. And i mean I'm if, for this. if you want we can go ahead and like start it now and maybe like end the podcast on our fuck around and find out segment i'm not taking notes i'm just gonna draw yeah don't mind me. I'm gonna okay. Let's let's do the the questions. I only have a few, and by a few, I mean I think thirteen or fourteen questions. <laughs> me looking up the list right he now. Says, is like, okay. But some of them, I mean, they, it looks like a lot, but you know, no, some yeah. of them are you just gonna be quick answers. Mm-hmm. When did you guys first realize you were queer? Actually, I gotta think about this because I I had an inkling, but like I think the earliest answer I could probably give freshman year. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, it's been pretty like. Me going to hug a lot of my guy friends because my family's super affectionate. We're all all huggers, mm-hmm. whether we like each other or not. I remember being in school and being friends with guys who were very not affectionate, and they're like, "Don't hug me, it's gay." I was yeah. like, "Okay, and what's the fucking point? I want to show you that I like you. Can I give you a hug?" Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. that said, I'm I'm still a very avid hugger. I just haven't hugged Chris or Ryan literally a month out of. When you know. hugged me last week, when you left. Whatever. We hug enough. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'd say 14. 14? What about you? My earliest memory of me being attracted to a guy was first grade. Uh-huh. Um, well, obviously, I was a kid then. Um, So this other kid that was in my classroom, whenever we would like go to the carpet... For like our, our reading, time, reading time, you know, when the teacher would, would read to us, um, me and him would always sit next to each other. We'd be sitting in like more so like the, the back mm-hmm. and, you know, me and him would like hold hands cute. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cute. And I, that's like my first like memory of like, you know, like me experiencing something queer. And I guess, and I think at that moment I was like, okay, I think I do have something. Yeah. You know, my in my little first grade mind, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that's w- one of the few memories that I have mm-hmm. uh, for from my first grade uh, year. So what is that like six? Yes, it is, is six it? or seven. Yeah, unless mm-hmm. you started a year early and then it would be five or six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I only say that because you and I we started when we were five. Fifteen. I was five <laughs> in kindergarten. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Some okay. people were four. My when I first read, I was also in elementary school when I realized yeah. that I was queer. Yeah. Now I realized that I liked girls and boys in elementary school, and I also realized that I wanted to be a boy in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I remember. Well, actually, no. I think I I I've always known, but I finally like came to terms and realized it once everybody started going through puberty. Okay. Because like when we were in elementary school, everyone was friends. It didn't matter if you were a girl or a boy we were all friends because our class was very small Mm -hmm. our graduating class was like what like 50 50 people Mm -hmm. so we were all not super super close but we were all friends yeah even if you didn't get along you got along enough exactly Mm -hmm. or if you didn't get along it went away really fast okay and um i remember i mean you didn't get treated any differently for being a girl or a boy Mm -hmm. so you know in elementary school I didn't feel like a boy just mm-hmm. because there was really none of that at school. There was no, you have to be a girl, you have to be a yeah. boy. It was just, okay, you're a kid, I'm a kid, we're friends. Yeah. But I think when we started going through puberty, we start developing and I was like, right. wait, shit, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I was in middle school when I had finally come to terms with being trans, mm-hmm. but I was in elementary school when I came to terms with liking boys and girls. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay, how did you come out and how did it go? Uh, 
I came out on a Facebook post recently, mm-hmm. and it went Woo! better than expected. Have you gotten any negative feedback? Nothing from my family. That's the only one I really was worried about. Mm-hmm. Most, yeah. of, most of the people I'm friends with, I mean, they don't, they've known. Yeah, well, I was going to say, most of us mm-hmm. have known for literal years. Yeah. I probably knew before I did, I'll be honest, probably. How was the positive feedback? Like, was there someone it was, it was, that, you know, people who you, people who you were surprised that, you know, like, like that, like, you know, like took it well, took the news well. Was there any of that? Yeah. You know? Okay. But, but not surprised in the sense where I expected. It was more so like, like I was surprised. My parents, for example, I mean, I've been semi out to them mm-hmm. for years, but not like. You out. haven't straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been out enough that, that they usually go, oh, I don't care. It's yeah. You love it. You love it. You are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're adults. Yeah. Only thing that, that like irked me was that my parents didn't quite get the point of my message, which was that it is not something I can choose. No, but the one that really surprised me was my, my uncle George, mm-hmm. who he's never been a very like negative or hateful person, and he's never said anything that comes off as hateful. Mm-hmm. But my uh, him and my aunt Marsha were together for years, and I remember growing up that that uh, my aunt Aunt Marsha, rest her soul, was I don't know. Every once in a while, she was very old fashioned. I mean. She let she let the boys like play with Barbies because she had all the toys there, but you mm-hmm. know it's no different than playing with actual. Didn't think nothing of it. Yeah. But um, but because I like knew that she'd be I don't know I guess leaving this mortal plane yeah. relatively soon. I didn't want to put it out there knowing that that I didn't I was scared of what she might think. Yeah. More than mm-hmm. anyone. Okay. So I mean it's unfortunate that that she did pass away, but it also kind of helped me feel more confident in the ability to come out yeah because i think she's probably the one that made me the most nervous about it mm-hmm. but considering how accepting my uncle george was about it it tells me that i probably would have she would have been fine with it yeah yeah and so. that makes me feel a little bit better yeah that's sweet though me when did i come out how did it go uh you know okay it's interesting cause I, I think i had to come out like a couple of times mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it almost had to be like a a reminder or you know it was like oh hey you know like let me just remind you because either my parents will start to talk to me about oh jacar when you get a wife after i after i'd already ca- came it's out like they them. ignore it yeah yeah I, I was like well yeah well i wouldn't get a wife yeah. you know <laughs> you know or something like that um but God, I, I truly wish I can remember like exactly you know what, like what age or like what year I came out. It, I think it was definitely when I was an adult. It, it must have been after eighteen mm-hmm. that I came out officially to my household family, mother, brother, and my sister. The reception was relatively positive. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, they're just like, "We love you," you know, and we don't we don't care as long as long as you're being a good person. Yeah, you know, then you're you're fine. I, I truly wasn't that worried telling my mom because she grew up with someone who, who who she basically refers to as a brother and he's gay yeah. and you know they're like really really close she loves him he loves her and stuff like that i remember being young, being younger just like admiring him yeah you know, for living his like his gay life and mm-hmm. stuff like that <laughs> shout out uncle quincy come on the show uh <laughs> but um but uh yeah it went, went well so i also had to come out multiple times but not because people were ignoring it mm-hmm. um one person in my family did. My grandfather ignored it. I was dating Nala, mm-hmm. and I was just like, she was at the family function. It was like her second or third family function she had come to. Okay. And I was just kind of like, I'm gay. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, okay. okay. And I just went and held Nala's hand. Um, but I had to come out multiple times. So I first came out as bisexual, and I did yeah. that in the seventh grade. 
Mm-hmm. And then I came out as a lesbian, and I did that in the ninth grade. Okay. And then I came out as transgender, and I did that in the tenth grade. And I don't really, I, I, I remember when I came out as bisexual to my mom. I don't know if it was when I actually came out to her, but it was shortly after I came out to her. We were driving in her car, and she remembers this, so mm-hmm. I know when she hears this, she'll probably think back to this memory because it's actually very fond memory i think I, i feel like some people would be mortified to have this memory but the relationship that my mother and I have, we're very comfortable with each other. I can talk to her about literally anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel judged or, yeah, un, you know, unheard. You know, I can literally talk to her about anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, some of the things that I talked to my mom about, some of our, even our other friends have been like, you talk to your mom about that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Because she's always made me feel comfortable enough to talk about it. You know, the big thing being like sex. My mom's a very sexually positive person, which meant that growing up, you didn't feel ashamed about having sex or being worried about certain things when it came to sex or or Mm, intimacy. Now, I still was embarrassed about things. I mean, I remember, you know, hitting puberty and, you know, all of those feelings of, oh my God, my body's changing. I mean, and and it was even more for me because I started to realize that I am a boy. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a whole other level of, of... (laughs) of embarrassment and everything Mm -hmm. but she made it so much easier to deal with yeah but i remember i came out as bisexual Mm -hmm. when we were in middle school and my mother asked me she said well liking girls means that you have to have sex with girls would Mm -hmm. you want to have sex with a girl and i just said i'm not even interested in sleeping with boys right now i just know that i like Mm -hmm. I would like to be in a relationship with a girl. Yeah. She still remembers that. In fact, it wasn't too long ago when she brought that up. Yeah. But I remember every time I came out, I thought it was going to be my dad who was upset. Mm -hmm. And he never was. Oh, that's beautiful. I always thought he was going to be upset. Yeah. And not a single time was he upset about any of it. Mm -hmm. He helped me get my first binder. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he and mom helped me get on hormones so i'm very glad that my parents were as accepting as they are so you're very blessed i am and i know that and i i do not take that for granted oh definitely i will say though Mm -hmm. my grandmothers are kind of a different story grammy up until i want to say even just a couple years ago was completely convinced that i would regret all of this and Mm -hmm. want to take it back and grandma after i came out to her she's i i came out to my mom's parents right before I started testosterone. And immediately she looked up all of the the problems that could come with being on that hormone. Mm -hmm. And so she got very scared. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know, I, I definitely do think that it's, it's harder for the older generation or even even just people in your family who like they raised you they named you they gave mm-hmm. birth to you they watched you grow up as as this gender and now you're identifying as this one like yeah i i've i've known a lot of people who are transgender as well who used to come to me talking about how mad they were at their parents for you know dead naming them or misgendering them Mm -hmm. and i was never like that i'm still not like that i mean it's been almost a decade maybe even a little bit over a decade since i came out as transgender yeah almost a decade almost a decade and like grandma will still accidentally call me my dead name Mm -hmm. but she'll still accidentally call me my birth name Mm -hmm. and i that might be too loud feels nice though it does we're gonna leave it on cool um we turn the fan on yeah but um no, I, I definitely remember f- feeling like it was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. 
and it yeah. never it never was and see I, i've never uh i haven't came out to my grandparents yet mm-hmm. a little bit of that is well not not a little bit most of it is still the the fear of uh of that I, i'm confident I'm definitely confident that like two of my grandparents will like uh, be okay with it. Yeah, I'm gonna try to simplify this as as quickly as I can. I don't want to get too much into it. My, my mom's parents they divorced. Both of them remarried, mm-hmm. and so like um and remember how I told you how my mother grew up with her essentially gay best friend. Her gay best friend. And you know and of course her best friend who was gay. Exactly. Which I think so, it's a better form of saying that term now. <laughs> yeah. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, my gay best friend. Like, no, my, my best friend my best who also friend. happens to be gay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, because they grew up together, obviously he spent a lot of time with my mom's parents mm-hmm. before they uh, split and stuff like that. So they know about him. So I was like, okay, I know they'll be accepting. It's just that when both of them remarried, they remarried pretty religious yeah. uh, people. And it's, so I think it's just the other religious grandparents and it's like I, I'm not I'm not in the mood for that headache, yeah. or I'm not in the mood for the lecture well, and, and stuff like that. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, so. uh, this is kind of unfortunate because, like, for you, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. you could unfortunately pretend not to be queer and save yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, but for mm-hmm. me, I was like two months away from starting testosterone. Right. They, the changes were going. They, they were. were they were going to happen, and they yeah. did. They did. <laughs> yeah. But uh-huh. I remember. Yeah, but I remember my mom literally being like, I will disown my parents if they don't accept you. <laughs> she was so serious, mm-hmm. too. And that's why we stand La Maria. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I came out to them, I, mean, I was very worried about them. That's okay. why they were the last people I came out to. What was the hardest part of coming out and what was the best part? Hmm. Well, I guess the hardest part was just doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I, I vocalized it, but I put it where most of the family would see it because that's where most of them frequent because um, a lot of my family is either close to me in age or significantly older. Yeah. Like, my oldest cousin is 60. Yeah. Right? Because the family tree is a little fucked up. But my grandma had, like, nine siblings, and and out of that, my cousin uh, was been with my parents for years. And, like, my parents' first cousin, or, like, nieces and nephews, are my first cousin. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that whole situation. So I've got, like... So, like, it goes, like, 60, and then, like, in their 50s, like, 40-something. Mm-hmm. we got a lot of family. Yeah. Yeah, they, I'm they've the, been... I'm the same way. They've been breeding a lot. Yeah. Well... <laughs> That's what they did. I say the main... You know, the main difference... I guess the main difference between your, your family and mine is that most of... Well, no, never mind. I can't even say that. Because I'm going to say... My family has less divorce, and then I immediately thought of three cousins that have all divorced and remarried yeah. and had multiple children with multiple different people. Honestly, there's not a whole lot of divorce in my family. What's the best part of coming out? It felt like a big weight off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And not having to hide. Fear was like the big, big thing. And, and I mean, I don't like being ashamed of who I am. I never have been. I've been very openly weird since I was born. Yeah. And, like, I remember I, I in kindergarten, people were like, oh, he's weird. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I and now they all want to be weird. Yeah, because it's quirky. They used to make fun of us for being weird, and now that's all they want. Yeah, right. I used to get called Pineapple Head. You did. Shout out to And they used to, make, they used to make fun of your, your last name. That still happens. Yeah. I still get called moron on a daily basis. Stupid. Before mm. you answer, I, 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 my answer is basically the same as yours. Yeah. Come, the worst, the hardest part is doing it, and the best part is doing it. You gotta mm-hmm. rip it off like a band-aid and then it just feels so much better. I mean, at least for me in my case, because I had a good response. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't really know how I would feel about it if I had a negative one. As I can say that that was that was it for me. Yeah. Coming out and coming out. Best and worst part. Yeah. What about you? What I thought the hardest part for me would be, I thought it would just be the outright homophobia that uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I would uh, experience. I I haven't uh, like experienced at least from what I can remember or something like that or from from what I noticed. I, I don't. I haven't experienced like severe like uh, homophobia mm-hmm. or anything like that but uh but yeah exactly just the same as youtube hardest part just jumping over that hurdle making the decision to do it it's yeah. like probably one of the most like god i remember you know nerve-wracking things i that remember you those do. feelings I, I could i could not sleep at night i couldn't i didn't <laughs> eat i couldn't sleep mm. I, oh, I couldn't god. stop refreshing the post to yeah. see what people said mm, yeah yeah and then my mom asked me about it the other day actually that, she that said fear she said do you see all the nice things everyone said about you Aww. and i was like yeah it made me feel and how did it make you feel i said well it made me feel accepted like, like and valid and loved. accepted yeah it made me feel less nervous to yeah. be myself because that's honestly that's the worst part of not coming out is that you're mm-hmm. not yourself exactly and that's and so, no way to live and it's like you're essentially lying yeah to those to those uh, people that you love i mean if i could go back and meet even just like 11 year old me mm-hmm. they wouldn't even they wouldn't even believe it yeah mm-hmm. definitely but uh i mean the best part about coming out was just that i got to be i got to be myself i didn't my siblings and my mom they never had to be like oh jakar when you marry a woman i didn't have to hear that anymore mm-hmm. it's like oh it was like when you marry a man i'm like yeah there we go or just you know when you, you get, get married. married exactly <laughs> yeah right it, it, right it, i like yes. that we're on the same wavelength there yeah man sorry <laughs> I, i'm really glad that i chose to draw during this because yeah. it's keeping me from fidgeting yes you are very fidgety you're so adorable and i love you thanks it's yeah. the undiagnosed ADHD. Yes. <laughs> Uh, who was the first person you came out to and what was their reaction? First person who I came out to, uh, I feel like it, this is pretty common because it's almost always the cousin, <laughs> or at least in my case, it was my cousin, uh, Renisha. Super wonderful. Come on the show, Renisha. I just slow, slowly, I slowly replaced you two <laughs> yeah. with, with my family, um, but keep the name. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, I, I, I came out to her and, you know, she was like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, I don't care as long as you're happy and all, all, all that good positive stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm glad that I told someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The, their reaction was very, very positive. And they're like, you know, if you need anything, let me know. If anyone tries to mess with you, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so she's, she's amazing. Do you have one? Actually, yes. Mm. This one's technically got two answers. One of which was someone that I like took. Uh, theater classes with and there was just a day that I guess I guess I was acting fruitier than usual I mean I do it way more often now because mm-hmm. I'm very like I'm, I don't care anymore you're a um a flamboyant person sometimes I was gonna say eccentric yeah effeminate no no well, yeah I can be I can be yeah mm-hmm. you're just you so there was someone in my uh theater class who just asked me one day we at like at a rehearsal was like hey are you gay and I was like I don't know I never really thought about it he's like well, maybe you're bisexual. And I thought about it for like a day and a half. And then the like, next day I was like, I think I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's a lot of pe- guys I found attractive. And there's a lot of women I find attractive. And it's, it hasn't changed at all. Yeah. And then the other one, my uh, elementary school best friend, uh, <laughs> David, who, which it was less of a coming out and more of a, I'm tired of the harassment. Because I, I distinctly remember like, we joke back and forth. And I was super violent in middle school. So like he would... I don't know, insult me or something because that's how he was. That's just how he was. 
if he liked you, he would insult you. That's yeah. what he does. But because I was so violent, I'd usually like, I try to like, I'd hit him in the shoulder or the stomach or something like way too aggressive. Mm. Really glad I'm not like that anymore. That's why I'm very non-confrontational because I used to be incredibly violent. Mm -hmm. For a while, he was like, oh, Cody, you're such a fan. And I said, if you're going to keep calling me again, I'm going to suck your dick. Mm -hmm. And and from that point <laughs> onward, he just, he stopped. He literally said nothing else after that. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. And I said, That's what I thought. And like, that doesn't technically count, but like that to me counts. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I'm, well, because you're going to keep pressuring me like this. Look, my guy, you've known me since we were kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm as, about. As long as we've known each other. I hope he gets his shit together, though. You want me to cut that part out? No. He's not listening to this. <laughs> I might just cut his name out. You can leave it in. Okay. Uh, the first person I came out to was actually my one of my best friends as well. Yeah. Um, which I'm not going to say her name. Yeah. Because I feel like she might listen yeah. to this. I don't know. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. But I came out to her in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I came out to her as bisexual. Okay. And she claimed to still accept me and love me. Mm -hmm. And then I came out as gay and she claimed to still accept me and love me. Uh-huh. And the friend group that she was in, I mean, we had been friends since elementary school. The friend group that she was in, they all claimed to accept me and love me. And then they all left. Mm. And um, I actually found out in high school, after I came out as a lesbian, mm -hmm. that she had told one of my ex-boyfriends, who wasn't very nice to me, mm. that he was their last hope of making me straight again. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Rough. And she didn't, yeah. even, she didn't even deny it. So that wasn't a very good experience. Yeah, no, not but at all. Having better friends definitely made up for yeah. it. But I, I yeah, I, I lost a lot of friends mm -hmm. just by being who I am, which I think is so dumb. I know. Like you, yeah, they, you claim so to love me no matter what, but mm -hmm. mm, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, who are some of the queer people you was you who inspire okay, hold on. <laughs> let me re let me repeat the question. Who are some of the queer people who inspire you? Ooh, uh, give me a moment. I've got a couple off the top of my head. One of whom, one I got into recently, actually, a musician, uh, Miss Fletcher, icon, very openly queer, mm -hmm. very banging tunes. Mm. And I don't know if y'all seen her New Year's performance with Miley Cyrus, but their chemistry. No, I haven't. I haven't seen it either. Well, I know what I need to show you. Okay, yeah. after this? Yeah, their chemistry is like, God. <laughs> I'm so like... Muy caliente. Like, it's not in the sense that I normally am where it's like, oh, man, <laughs> I love women. Yeah. It's more in the sense of, <laughs> oh, they're so gay. Uh-huh. Mm, okay, Like, yeah, the energy like is like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which has helped me realize that yeah. when it comes to people I'm attracted to, women especially, I'm a mixture of the two, usually. Like, mm -hmm. like there's certain people that are like... This is less inspiration and I'm going off on a tangent, but I needed to share because it it's something I caught on to, caught on to, which mm -hmm. is that sometimes I'll, I'll find someone incredibly attractive and that is it. And mm -hmm. maybe if it's someone like a streamer that I like or something who I regularly find attractive and think are genuinely like just beautiful, mm -hmm. sometimes that attraction is less of, of me being attracted to them and more of me being like, 
my god, they look so good. Yeah, yeah. A cool person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting mix. This question completely caught me up, caught me off guard. I was like, God, it's, because it's, it doesn't need to be like a celebrity or something. It can be literally anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Don't, the first person that came to mind when you read the question, Neil Patrick Harris. No, no, no. What is that? That's another one Who's for that? me. No, I'm he's kidding. an actor. So no, I know he is. <laughs> no, he's a cool guy. We had brunch. Yeah. <laughs> yesterday. Um. So yeah, the first person that came to my mind, uh, similar to Cody's, is a musician, <laughs> Adam Lambert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just you know. As gay as a night in Paris. Actually, like I remember, you know. we were talking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being a kid watching Adam Lambert on MTV, mm-hmm. the music videos, and I remember immediately knowing that this person is queer. Yeah, and mm-hmm. just how proud of themselves they yeah, seem to be. I know. So I, I was definitely like inspired. Yeah, definitely. at a young age by Adam Lambert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, uh, similarly like I remember hearing their their music when I was younger and the music videos. And I was like, God, first of all, amazing voice, and I'm like, oh, God, yeah. they're so cute, you know. I was, I was like, oh my goodness, but yeah, that was just the first person that came to my mind when you asked the the, the question. Obviously, you know, there's a, a long list for all three of us. For yeah, you know, let's just do people. one each. Freddie Mercury. Sorry, <laughs> I had to get that other one out. Um, <laughs> Elliot Page. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Love them. Even before he came out, he was still kind of a queer icon. Mm. But definitely Elliot Page. Yeah. When I say came out, I mean like before he transitioned, I mean. Gotcha. Gotcha. A lot of a lot of inspiration from that man. Yeah. Love that man. I know. As you should. Um, what advice would you give to someone who wants to be an ally but doesn't know where to start? Well, I'll say, yeah. Firstly, I feel like if you know someone who is under that queer umbrella, just ask. Yeah. I, most of us will happily educate and share whatever information we need to yeah. for better treatment for our community. Yeah. Questions, questions, questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions or look shit up. I mean, I've had people before, like with the pronoun thing, mm-hmm. I've had people, like older people, who are like, well, when I'm at the grocery store getting groceries and I can't, my grandfather, mm-hmm. he asked me, I was trying to remember who, but he mm-hmm. asked me if I'm at the grocery store getting groceries and I can't tell what pronouns the person checking me out goes by, what do I say? I they. said, you don't address them as any anything. You don't address them as a gender. You don't say, mm-hmm. ma'am, sir. You just say, thank you, servant. No, 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 no. <laughs> but no, you know, yeah, instead of, you don't have to insert those words. Yeah, right. You can just say thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Exactly. Or, and How are you? Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, it's different. Not different, but of course, it would be a little difficult because they're raised a certain way. I mean, I even know people our age who are raised to say, "Ma'am, sir, yes, sir, no, ma'am," mm-hmm. like all of those I'm things. De- I'm definitely worried. So, so am I. But it's also really easy to get it out of your system mm-hmm. if you see someone and you don't know and you're you, you're not sure if you would like to ask. Mm-hmm. You don't have to gender that person. Right. You don't have to slap a gender on that person that you think fits. Mm-hmm. But questions, answers will always mm-hmm. be your best friend. Right. Google is a thing. If you know queer people who you're comfortable, I don't know a single queer person who doesn't want to answer a question. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The amount of people who have been like, oh, I want to ask you this, but I'm afraid. I'm like, don't. 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to educate you. I want to answer your questions. Yeah. When you don't ask questions, that's when you remain uneducated, and you're you can't call yourself an ally if you're not educated. Right. No. I get it. Uh, one of my uh, good friends, her boyfriend, he, he's exactly exactly like that. You know, he he wants to be an ally in, in whatever way he can. You know, in any way that's respectful. You yeah. know, especially in. So like whenever the three of us are spending time together, me and my friend, her boyfriend, he'll 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 ask me, or sometimes he'll, he'll text me, he'll like, hey, I have a question about this certain topic, or you know, like what's the you know, or or the queer community's you know uh, opinions on this topic, yeah. or or this idea, and obviously I'll I'll answer to to the best of my uh, knowledge, um, but I I just like that he's uh, he's open. First of all, mm-hmm. he's he's open to learning. You know, that's another and, thing you got to be open mm-hmm. to change right yeah you Mm -hmm. got you got if you want to be an ally you have to you can't you can't call yourself i mean that's like that's like the people who are like well i have no problem with it but you know i don't want to see it all the time Mm -hmm. and then you call yourself an ally you're not an ally if you want us to hide any part of who we are exactly yeah that's Um, very true sorry one of my coworkers very openly queer phobic there's like i was like i knew there's a term for it but we were trying to have a discussion the other morning opening because mm-hmm. i can work with whoever i i don't care i mean i care but i don't i don't care enough to not work with you about it yeah we're expressing some of their fears with government and various other things and i was like okay well i mean i'm part of that thing that you're talking about and i i don't know i'm not i wouldn't like that and then the next uh, earlier today one of my other coworkers told me that they came in wearing their pride shirt mm-hmm and the first one I was talking about was like you and and she was like yep I've married two women I was like I I was like you're very outnumbered here I'm very blessed because a lot of the people that work at my store are very accepting and also Mm -hmm. very openly queer Mm -hmm. for the most part which is really surprising because there are a lot of them are older either allies or queer themselves it's, it's just it's surprising at the amount of them that there are yeah because like because before... you always got to have a few you always have a have to have a few people who are the opposite of that yeah those few people who think it's an issue i was actually talking to jakari about a, a, a guy who works in the office building that we work in i know he can tell that i'm transgender um because i've noticed that a, even people in the queer community the whole community I've met people who don't know what the transgender flag looks like. They don't know it's what so it, pretty. it is. And um, I do for the, for the listeners who have not met me in real life, I have a tattoo of the transgender flag on the back of my right arm and I don't cover it up. I got it because I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud to have this symbol on me. Mm-hmm. But what I've noticed is usually a lot of homophobic and transphobic people know what the transgender flag looks like. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he knows that I'm transgender because he knows what the flag on the back of my arm means. But he is not shy about the fact that he does not like me. And it sucks because that's what I'm saying. You, there's always got to be at least one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like you are so outnumbered. How do you feel so strong standing on the, the, the hill that you're standing <laughs> on? Yeah, like it... It, honestly, it was just kind of funny to me that yeah. and I was like, "Well, I mean, he, he's in for a rude awakening." Yeah, because I, I told one of my other coworkers that he regularly works. So I said, like, "Guess what? I'm gonna be so obnoxiously gay next month, mm-hmm. whether he likes it or not." <laughs> hey, it's our month. Be not, proud. You think I'm gonna? I was like, "Don't worry, I'm not gonna flirt with you. Don't worry, you're not my type, anyways." Here's here's the thing right. about pride. A lot of people who I've met who are against it 
or who do that whole, oh, I have no problem with it, but my religion says it's not okay. Mm-hmm. One of the problems they have with it is pride. Pride is one of yeah. the big no-nos mm-hmm. in a lot of religious communities. Yeah. But my thing is you're, you, the pride that you feel because of the religious background that you have is the same pride that I feel about being from a community that I'm from. Yeah. And, mm. and, or like the people who are like, oh, well, you're just, you guys are so loud and out about it. You know how many homes I've been into where the only artifacts up on their wall are crosses? Yeah. There's not even a single pride flag hung up in my house right now. Right. Exactly. I mean, and yes, I have it tattooed on my body, but it's the same, it's the same way that religious people get the cross tattooed on their body. Yeah. What is one way that being queer has made you stronger? Confidence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, but not that I wasn't confident before, but it's a different kind. Yeah, it's a whole nother level. And it also shows because confidence is sexy. More way being queer has made me stronger. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely the, the confidence. And I can like just I, I can encourage other people who are struggling with their sexuality or whatever. I, I can help them overcome, you know, whatever negative thoughts or or things that they're feeling. But I don't know. Like it, it made me a warrior for other people baby gays Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so it's like it's like hey i was right there i i I was definitely you once and let me tell you it does get better oh yeah you know a lot of people some people may say that it's a very cliche saying but i mean it's a saying for a reason (laughs) people wouldn't say it if it wasn't true yeah right so um that's one thing that uh that that i can think of It, it, it made me kind of take this almost uh leadership position on a smaller scale yeah <laughs> you know for, for for helping other people come to terms or or navigate their feelings about their sexuality or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um my answer kind of goes back to what we were talking about before mm-hmm. where it's just like you feel like yourself mm-hmm. and yes. i remember i i i didn't even want to be alive mm-hmm. i was so in my head and scared and depressed I didn't even want to be here. Yeah. And then I come out and even a little bit after that, I mean, I never thought I was going to get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. A very proud transgender man yeah. who has come as far as I have. But I, I mean, I remember it wasn't until we got out of high school that I, I finally accepted who I was. Yeah. Like, I really did. I mean, I had already come out. I'd been out for almost three years at that point. But it wasn't until after we graduated that I was like, okay, no, this is who I am. And I'm going to be me unapologetically. I, and also, like, what, what you you both said, the confidence, which I feel like ties into what I just said. But mm-hmm. I've had many people reach out to me and say that they looked up to me for being as strong as I was. Yeah. Which it feels so good to hear that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they don't realize. I even when I was strugg- struggling, I knew that I needed to put off this outward mm. face of mm-hmm. "No, I got this. I'm handling this. I can do this." Okay, and I. That's why. Yeah. You know, I have to make an example out of myself for people who may end up in the same shoes that I was right. in, because that's I had sad. no one. I had no, there um, there were like no queer people in our high school. I mean, there were. Yeah, but they all kind of sucked. They did all kind of suck. They they really did. Mm. Me and Cody 
I feel like both of our views are very similar when it comes to the way that we are about our sexuality and our identity as people, where it's like, my identity doesn't harm you, your identity doesn't harm me. Yeah. I don't care. And we went to school with a lot of queer people who at lunch would shout down with cis, down with straight. And I've not, I don't agree with that. No, 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 no. I don't agree. The only thing I want is to be able to just live. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why it's hard for us in the community to to do that is because there's people who think that they have that power Yeah, to say down with the queer people. Why would I want the same thing for you that I want to get out of so bad? Right. Like, we shouldn't stoop to their level, firstly. Secondly, congratulations to those individuals if they're still acting like that. Because you're being... You are the reason that the stereotypes against our community exist. Thank you. And the reason that many people have a grandiose misconception of what Mm. the community is truly. But I remember, like our sophomore year when I came out as transgender yeah when I lost all of my friends I sat at lunch with them them and that's what happened and immediately I was like okay these these are not the people I'm supposed to be affiliating myself with they do not share the same beliefs they do not share the same anything which is crazy because we're still we're we're queer yeah but there were not a lot of queer people who are at our school that I would say shared shared the same beliefs as I do. Just because you do harm to me doesn't mean that you deserve harm. Yeah. I just yeah. want to exist. You have every exactly. right to exist as well, except for Nazis. They don't have the right to exist. I agree. <laughs> That's and not a... Probably a few other people, but... Like pedophiles. Thank you. No. Just yeah. people who do really gross things like that and being queer or straight is not gross no it's just who you are it's just who you are exactly and the people who are like well, how do you know you're queer how do you know you're straight well said yeah. definitely uh what is something you wish others understood about your identity either just as your identity or as your identity as a queer person yeah i'll speak on that as the identity of, of a queer person and I think one of you kind of uh, touched on this unless I'm just thinking about it in my head but it's the classic thing that you know the classic uh, statement that we always hear, um, oh, you're gay. Oh, just don't bring that around me, or you know, or don't, don't, don't flirt like with you me. You and Natalie's uh, dyslexia. Exactly. Yeah. Just like how I don't want Natalie around me <laughs> because of the dyslexia. I, yeah. I just can't. You can't but, get that. You can't be dealing with that. Right. right now. But I, I can't. I can't talk about that right Not now. Not during I, Pride Month. You know, I get upset. Um, <laughs> love you, Natalie. Come on the show. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's just that whole, oh, you're gay. Don't, or you're not gonna flirt with me, right? You know, it's like being queer does not, you know, me, me liking men does not mean that I like every man that I see. Yeah. Just like how a, uh, you know, just like how a straight person is not gonna like every person of the opposite a, a, exactly. sex. Everybody has a type. Everybody has. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're gay or straight mm-hmm. or it, oh god i used to hate that too yeah i had i had a lot of a lot of girls in in high school it was like oh well, just don't hit on me um and it got to the point where i was like first off i have a girlfriend secondly do not flatter yourself <laughs> yeah like really? just don't mm-hmm. never once did i ever confess my feelings to somebody by firstly mentioning the fact that i myself was gay mm-hmm. never right. 
Yeah. And I was like, yeah, uh, I, I, I used to be one of those people mm -hmm. because that's how I was raised. Yeah. That I didn't, you know, and that, and it was, you know, I, the people I was friends with, I think one of them, only one of them was a little queer. We kind of bonded over it and they like came out and we were like, oh, well, that's fine. Whatever. But I also said, like, and I said the same thing. I said, oh, just don't hit him. Thinking, I'm, you know, some, some. Also, the, the internalized mm -hmm. homo homophobia. Yeah. Is, I mean, I remember that I, I was one of those people as well. I remember being in elementary school and she's going to know exactly who she is. If she remembers this, I'm not going to call her out. <laughs> but my best friend in elementary school, not the same one as from, from before. A different one. This mm -hmm. was my actual best friend from elementary school. Gotcha. She used to be very affectionate. She'd want to hug me, and and she told me she loved me. And I remember yeah. being like, "No, you can't do that. I'm a I'm a girl." The and that was I was never raised that way. It was just internalized homophobia. It was just that. Yeah. The, uh, no, that that's definitely true because I've also had that. Yeah. Happen uh, to me when I was in, in school. Oh, Cody's showing us his drawing. I Looks amazing. It. He drew me. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it is a beautiful I drawing. Put a lot of work into this. I like it. It, it looks really Very nice. Different. Anyways, what, what was the question? It looks like a queer. Uh, what is something you wish others understood about your identity, either just as your identity or as your identity as a queer person? I, what did you say, Jakar? It looks like a queer. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly what I was going for. That's exactly. Kind of looks like Vi. Loose inspiration, but also loose inspiration from you. Mm -hmm. Look, I got astrology stuff on there. <laughs> and then I, uh, I don't know. I have an answer for this question. I also mm -hmm. do. Do you want to go first? Sometimes. Oh, <laughs> you meant now. Yeah. Um, I think the big biggest misconception I caught Natalie's dyslexia. God. <gasps> no, you might. Oh, God. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, guys. <laughs> We've had so much fun. No, Jakari's no. got to go. <laughs> um, the biggest misconception of like being bisexual is that a lot of people seem to think that that my attraction to a man or to a woman, like whoever I end up with, they think that that it negates my attraction to the opposite sex. Mm. You can still be attracted to somebody and in a relationship. It's some, something that some of us experience. Some of us are very open about it. Some of us are not. Mm -hmm. It's different for everybody. But for me, it you know, I remember someone I I used to work with had asked me, "Well, what if you marry a woman and you tell and and you suddenly one day don't love her anymore?" I said, "No, that's not how that works. Mm -hmm. If I marry her, I love her more than anybody." Yeah. But say it would be the same if it was a guy. If I married him, I'd be in love with him more than anybody. But it doesn't negate the fact that I still am attracted to both. You're still bisexual. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and quick and easy. So I'm going to give two answers. One, because I feel like I'm the only one here who has an identity that is like, you know, I'm transgender yeah. and I'm queer, mm -hmm. um, which I've realized listening back to our other, I've been misgendering myself the whole time. My pronouns are he, they, not he, him. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so what I wish people understood about being transgender first. I did not just wake up one morning and decide that I wanted to live my life as a boy for the rest of my life. I have known my entire life that I am a boy. <laughs> I have never once felt like a girl, even when I was pretending to so that I wouldn't keep getting bullied at school. Yeah. I have never once felt like a girl. And you might ask, oh, well, what does feeling like a girl feel like? I don't know. I don't know what it would mean. Yeah. And honestly, that wasn't the real you, that, that it, it's true. not. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like a boy. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I even remember family members calling me a tomboy. Mm -hmm. And I was just happy because the word boy was in it. Right, right, yeah. 
But my, my biggest thing, my therapist once asked me how I knew I was a boy. And I just looked him straight in the face and I said, well, how do you know that you're a boy besides the obvious? Yeah. And he couldn't answer me. I wonder why. So when you ask transgender people, well, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? Right. Except for what's in your pants. How do you know that that's what you are? You feel that way. You just know. Mm -hmm. Transgender people just Just know. know. And yeah, some people will transition and detransition because they've realized that that's not who they are. But that's the whole point of figuring out who you are. Mm -hmm. That's why it's a discovery. It's a journey. Mm -hmm. And then to add on to what you said about what you wish people would understand about you being bisexual, I remember there was a boy that I dated when we were in high school who in middle school, I told him I was bisexual, but then we dated in high school. And another close friend of mine came up to me in the hallway and said that she wanted to tell me something and she said that it was okay that he was there and she came out to me as bisexual Mm, and he later on texted me and was just kind of like that's disgusting and i was like oh you know that i'm bisexual he was like well not no you're not because you're dating me you're dating a guy you can't be attracted to girls and be with a guy and i was like (laughs) no i'm still attracted to women He's like, oh, so you're going to cheat on me. And I was like, first off, that makes no sense. Because if I was straight and dating someone, I'd still be attracted Mm -hmm. to other men. Yeah. Or, you know, being queer, like you said, Mm -hmm. does not mean that I'm attracted to every single person that I see. Right. But it also, if I were to end up marrying someone other than bi, it doesn't mean that I'm not attracted to other people. Correct. Of the same or opposite or whatever gender that they go by it doesn't being with someone does not mean anything right okay so this is the last question and then we're gonna do the fafo and then we're actually gonna sign off because we're already at an hour did you you still want to revisit that question no uh... we'll just skip that question what a shame i had a good response i also had a response actually Okay, uh, what <laughs> advice would you give someone who is struggling to come out? Take your time. And and don't forget that you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you can accept yourself, mm. you should not concern yourself with what other people think. Yeah. If you can accept yourself, that. that is all you need. Mm-hmm. What I would say is, which again, is kind of cliche, but still very true. Whatever hardships that you're facing because of your coming out, uh, you know, a journey, just know that it, it it will get better. You might think that you will never find people who are like you, you know, but th- there are a lot of people in this world <laughs> and you are definitely bound, bound to find another queer person mm-hmm. and stuff like that, either in person or online, for, first off. So it, it, it definitely does get better and it's not the end of, it's not the, the end of the road for you. You know, if, if you're struggling. Um, I think my advice would be if you're worried about how other people will react, mm-hmm. if you're worried about losing friends or if you're worried about your family, just know that those friends, if they truly love you, will love you no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you lose all your friends, that doesn't mean that your people aren't going to come around. Right. That that's, be, that's true. Unfortunately, it happens to a lot of us. We'll lose the only people we thought cared about us. But then you find people who love you even more because you realize 
those people never gave a shit about you anyway. Yeah, you know, you have like your regular kind of genuine, just growing up, glow up. Mm-hmm. And, but there's there's something real special about a friend glow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Upgrade your friends. Yeah. Find people who love you unconditionally. Yes, I that, like that. That's if you like what Cody said. If you if you're confident in who you are and who you're going to turn into and who you're gonna be, what what you know the people that you lose or the the arguments you get into about it, those don't matter. At all. Also, if you're in high school, high school will not last forever. Mm-hmm. Last for four years, the sometimes shit, longer. If you don't know the shit that happened doing. to me in high school, I thought would carry, I would carry with me for the rest of my life. It's been five years since I was out, and I forgot about just about all of it two years out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that depends on how bad it was. <laughs> right, <laughs> that, right. that shit. It, if they make fun of you, if they if they do things, those things don't matter. I mean, shit, you could end up being some of those people's bosses one day, and they're going to regret making fun of you. Mm. I have people who used to bully me, who they reach out to me sometimes and apologize. That's that, that's nice. That's growth. Yeah. And I'm just <laughs> like, look, I'm really cool. I'm a really cool person. I always have been. And the only thing that's changed about me is my voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I've always been this way. Mm-hmm. All right. Before you do your FAFO. Well, there's, me there's me one and Jakari want to touch that question. Yeah, there's one more question. Um, you, you lied. You said this is the last one. Whatever. Uh, are there any books, movies, shows, or podcasts that you would recommend? Oh, you wanted to ask it again. I see. I'm going to cut out the other bit. Yeah. Okay. It's less of a recommendation. It's more so something that I recommend because I really like it and I think it's super cute. So and... a recommendation. Okay, well. Continue. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the, the show Comey Can't Communicate, mm-hmm. um, it's on Netflix, it's just a little slice of life, a little bit of romance, a bit of comedy, it's cute. It's an anime. It, it is an anime, I'm a little bit of a weeb, and that's perfectly fine too. Uh, but that said, one of my favorite things about it is that the show has a canonical lesbian character and and it's very seldom that you find that kind of representation in an anime format and mm. also one of the main characters like a secondary main character i guess their gender is non-existent mm-hmm. they love that their pronouns are whatever but even in the manga the characters named najumi and and even in the manga they get asked frequently, are you a boy or a girl? I'm Najimi. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all the information you're given. Even on the wiki, when you look it up, what that character's gender is, it says their gender is Najimi. And it's yeah. the cute, like, you don't get that representation in shows like that. No. So, so. It's very far and in the far, t- it's, uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> also, the outsider's person was homophobic, so. Mm-hmm. Ah. So forget what I said. Although, although the, way, <laughs> the way they wrote that book, those boys loved each other more than brothers. I think mm. they were best friends. Um, <laughs> they were roommates, right? I got it. They were roommates. Um, mine is also a TV show, and uh, uh, oh my god, I know, right? We're twins. Uh, Steven Universe. <laughs> it's so there obvious. we go. There we go. I knew I'd get this reaction. There we go. Jakar's Jakar's great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Steven Universe is it's, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, it, so much queer representation. Exactly. Even uh, if it's not straight out, right? All of the gems are gay. Oh my god, Garnet! Forget about it. Super gay. Yeah, you know, Garnet is is, is a fusion 
of Sapphire and Ruby. And, Ruby. and you know, they get married. Oh, Sorry, they spoilers. Get, they get married. It's so cute. Though. Watch it's, the show. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That show uh, got me through some amazing. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it just teaches. Uh, I have to go back to Garner, but you know, even just with the, it teaches so much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it really does. You wouldn't think. I mean, people usually pass it up because they think it's just a kid show, but or, it's not. It's, yeah, well, cartoons don't teach kids anything. They, cartoons teach you a lot. Also, that show taught me more as an adult than as a kid. Oh, same here. Yeah, mental absolutely. health. You know, and you know, people who are different than you exactly Mm -hmm. accepting them Mm -hmm. what society thinks is not the norm you know you have two different people who are who are who are loving each other and they're making it work a very good recommendation my my future kids will be looking at oh i want that (laughs) and if you don't show them i will Uh, right exactly absolutely yeah Um, so i i think that i have one but it doesn't it's more about sex and relationships than just the queer community okay and it is a comedy Mm-hmm. But it's called Sex Education on Netflix. I've heard good things about it. I have have not watched it. Honestly, I cannot remember when that show came out. Probably um, two and a half years ago. Not long ago. Hold on, let me see. Fun fact about me and that TV show, I have seen the first three episodes of the first season. And that's it. I started watching the first episode and I was like, oh my God, there's nudity in this immediately. Yeah. And then I stopped watching because the volume was very high and my mm-hmm. parents were home and I got well, scared. So the show came out in 2019. Yeah, three years. Um, Four years. It's important because the whole show is just a bunch of, you know, 30 year old, 30 year olds playing high school kids, but dealing with issues that everybody deals with, even as adults. Mm-hmm. And it's just about sex and relationships and it it does have some queer people in it quite a lot of queer people are in the show and it touches on some topics with that too and that one's just a little bit different it's not so much just about you know the queer community but it it's about sex and relationships yeah, right. yeah. which mm-hmm. you know is important in any community unless you're asexual but even mm-hmm. the, the show even touches on asexuality so that, i mean i, I definitely that. recommend you go watch that show i'm watching i'm re-watching it right now for like the third or fourth time this is i think this is a solid list of mm-hmm. shows i think yeah they could most of them can be found on most or no, a good, mine's, a good chunk of mine's rated mm-hmm. r though <laughs> tvma yeah but it's mine's on netflix mine is also on netflix and yours is on i hulu. think hulu, hulu. Mm-hmm. and also one other one i think hbo I or think no I... they upgraded to max yeah and they deleted max. all their cartoons i or something damn it so hulu <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm really glad. I know that this this podcast is a little bit more serious than what we usually do, so I'm going to finish it out with our fuck around and find out segment, uh, which it is mine. You can tell. But but you can't. Oh. Uh, it's, it's a little bit more funny than how I usually am. Um, That's right. You're never funny. You make me laugh zero times a day. Exactly. No, but like it's it's less morbid than than what my articles are usually compared like. to the last one. <laughs> so we're not gonna talk too much about it, and it is a short article just because we are already at um, an hour and almost fifteen minutes. Uh, okay. So, quote: "Very last warning for eighty-two-year-old German convicted of dealing drugs." Wait, what do you mean very last one? Hold on, how many warnings did he get? A German court says it has given an 82-year-old man a, quote, last warning to avoid jail after he was found guilty of 
drug dealing despite 24 previous convictions. Oh my <laughs> he god. Said, he said, three strikes and you're out. He said, make it 25. Yeah. <laughs> the, reti- the retired seaman. 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 <laughs> seaman. Uh, who said he wanted to improve his meager 800 euro, which is roughly around $855 uh, monthly pension by mm-hmm. selling marijuana, was handed a suspended sentence by a court in the northern town of Auric. On Monday, which I guess is in Germany or Berlin, mm-hmm. Berlin whatever. Uh, German news agencies DPA reported that pr- prosecutors had asked the court to impose a prison term of 34 months in view of the man's lengthy criminal record and an existing suspended sentence. But judges said they would make an exception and classify the latest crimes as, quote, less serious offenses due to the man's particular circumstances and recent health problems. DPA quoted the presiding judge telling the defendant that this was his, quote, very last warning. (laughs) So, so like I said, three strikes and you're out. After so many slaps on the wrist, you're just getting in trouble. That is eight strikes in baseball, because that's 24. Eight times three is 24. I'm bringing the math back, It's just like, Uh he, um... He can't count. He just don't give a fuck. No. Look, I guarantee you he goes to jail and he'll find something else in there to sell. Like he's scooping cigarettes out of every toilet going, yeah, I'll resell this to you yeah. for double the price. But it's just crazy. Like <laughs> that's a lot of, okay, wait, that's wait. A lot of times. So like, c- correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the second fuck around and find out that's come, that's come out of Germany? I think I, so. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the, of the so, amputation. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That just, that got me. They were both mine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Huh. It's okay, Chris. We we know how you feel about Germany. You like everyone that's there that's not a Nazi. There we go. I'm German. Yeah. I, I, I want to take, take one of those, uh, like, those. DNA tests? Yeah, I do. You want to know why I'm laughing? Why? I bought one. Uh-huh. I did the thing. I spat in it. It is sitting in my bedroom. I haven't sent it. It's I, been months. I oh my gosh! Send that. I don't think that that's conclusive anymore. <laughs> that's how they do it, though. But for, you I guess... can't let it sit for months. You you can't do that. Sure, I can. I'm <laughs> gonna send it back and be like, "Sir, please spit in this vial." Anyway, this old man is my hero. He's just trying to get some extra money. Yeah, and th- that's all he wants. I have to respect the hustle. Yeah, honestly. But I just like There's how gotta the, be the court ways. system was just kind of like. <sighs> <laughs> come on man the court's just so done with him he said we made it you know i don't even want to deal with you get out of here yeah. this is your last warning <laughs> like, right, exactly. like, look they see him come in and you go oh, come on guy mm-hmm. we know enough about you just fucking yeah just get out we don't want to deal with you. he's friends too with much the judge. paperwork he's friends with the judge i guarantee you this they're sleeping together happy pride <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> this situation's probably like this right he probably just comes out out of the comes in he's being you know, whatever. Walked in. Old and in handcuffs. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, hold on. Let me get into character there. There's moments like these. Where it's like, hey, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's Melvin. But in German. Hey, Your judge over here just... <laughs> yeah, this is about time. It's, about... <laughs> it's been about two weeks since you were last in here. All right. See you next time. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah. This was a little bit more of a serious episode. It made me cry a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. Than what we what we're used to, but this month is very important, and you guys are getting ready to go to your first ever Pride, and so basically nothing. I'll tell you after, and um, 
you know, I just <laughs> wanted to do something that we, you know, we could all really touch on these subjects. And I feel like we are very um, passionate about all of this because mm-hmm. it's who we are. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me again, mm-hmm. you know. This is very productive. I feel good. I feel, yeah. I feel I, honestly really good. Yeah, this one's going to be a good one. It'll make up for last week's. We said, let's make it twice as good. Yeah. By that, I mean, well, you can't do zero times as good. I haven't listened to last week's yet. I <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do really feel like last week's was probably a little bit messy, lower quality than what we're usually used to putting out so far, even though it's only our fifth episode. So, but I mean, we hopefully, hopefully this will make up for it. Make the sure... real fans will stick around. Yeah. Mom and dad. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Thanks, Jenny. Come on the show, guys. Separately. Make sure um, to follow us on Instagram. Uh, our podcast is currently out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We have a um, a link to all of that in our Instagram. <clears throat> I didn't awesome. fart on you this time. I burped. Anyway, <laughs> we have a link to everything in our Instagram bio. And if you have anything that you want to like to say to us, you can go ahead and email us at tfhpod6 at gmail.com. Do you have anything else to say before we head out? You used to call me on my cell phone. Lay down when you need my love. I know when I highlight blank. Those aren't the lyrics, correct? <laughs> you know what? Goodbye. Drake the type of fella to... Say goodbye, Cody. Drake the type of fella to... Say toodles. Say goodbye. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Say goodbye. <laughs> Adios, guys. Yeah.